Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are wrenched from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! Hello. I don't know if you've tried Dante's cornbread yet. Would you like a free sample? Oh, I'd love one. Oh my, oh, these are delightful! Oh my gosh, I must have another! More cornbread can be purchased at Dante's Cornbread. Last shop on the right with the brick wall. Where the bricks are red, that's where you'll find cornbread. Yes, but young man, you said these were free. Why can't I just have another one of these? Nowhere did you say that there was a limit of one per customer. I'm sorry, ma'am. But Dante says I can only give one piece to everyone. He says, give out more than one, and my ass will be done. Okay, but I was not made aware of that when I was handed a piece of cornbread. I'm going to need the rest of your plate now. I'd like them all if you're going to act like this. Again, I'm very sorry, ma'am, but I can't just hand over the rest of these. I need to give them out to potential customers. You know what Dante says? If they don't want to pay... Tell them to go away. Excuse me? Now you're just going to shoo me away? No, no, no. It's just something Dante always tells me to make sure I'm doing my job right. Do it right, or we're gonna fight. This customer service is horrendous! I'm going to have to speak with your manager. I can't wait to give this Dante fellow a piece of my mind! Oh, you probably don't want to do that. Dante says, if they're coming to snitch, they're probably a... Hey you! Yeah, yeah you! I've got a question for you. What are your thoughts on destruction, mayhem, and a crazy mystery about a plague wiping out all of Fendrea? Okay, okay, yeah, I figured you'd like that. Now, what about murderous, rampaging goats breaking into a human cast party? Yeah, I kinda thought you'd be into that too. Which is why you need to head over to patreon.com slash castparty and check out our bonus content in The After Party, a monthly D&D-related one-shot adventure. 
Our lovely Anna Brisbane makes her Dungeon Master debut in one of the brand new Candlekeep Mysteries involving a 16th level Fungal Plague Mystery, which is out now. If you're looking for a more serious, compelling, stressful, and dark adventure from the cast party crew, this is where you'll find it. A two-part adventure featuring over three hours of content in part one alone, and the cinematic finale to our mystery drops on June 1st. Now, if combat death, zombie mushrooms, a literal angel, and spectral ghost knives being thrown about aren't your thing, don't worry. We've got one-shots for everybody. Like April's The After Party, where we all ran through a Grant Howitt one-page adventure called Goat Crashers. It's the party as random goats crashing a human cast party. Now, there's still some death, okay, maybe a lot, but like in a ridiculous, hilarious, absolutely nonsensical way. All these and so much more can be found at patreon.com slash castparty. You'll also receive ad-free episodes so you don't have to listen to my dumb voice as much, access to our awesome community discord and live listening parties we do for the release of every Cast Party episode. Ahem, we're listening with patrons right now. Zephyr keeps talking to the oxen and interrupting though. Can someone please take care of that? behind-the-scenes episodes where we chat about the insider info on each cast party episode and a bunch of derailed nonsense in between. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew for all sorts of bonus content, crazy discounts, community activities, and merch giveaways. Speaking of, this episode's merch giveaway winner is... Charlotte L 52 You've already picked out your goodies, and they are in production right now. Do you want some cast party merch of your own? Want to make Xander jealous with some brand new killer threads? Head on over to cast-party.myshopify.com. Thank you all so much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the episode. See ya! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my truckin' cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who, now having finally gotten his first tattoo and is quite happy with it so far, thought back on his first ever tattoo idea he had when he was 16. A tattoo across his knuckles on his left hand that read, RAR XD, and the XD was on his thumb. He is very thankful his parents told him to wait. (laughs) Which direction? Yeah, because maybe like, XD would not be on Maybe the thumb. it would be right hand. Maybe I got that wrong. I don't know. I just chose left <laughs> at the top of my head. I think it I think it should be right hand so that you can read it right from hand. left to right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have Anna Brisbane. I'm playing Blueberry Sky who was severely allergic to pollen in the real world. So she had to take like multiple medication a day during the spring. But ever since arriving in Fendrea, that has gone away. And she's already taking it for granted. <laughs> like the Whoa. Excellent. Is there pollen in Fendrea? What she doesn't know is that it was replaced with a peanut allergy. You guys just haven't. Oh, shit. No! That's even worse. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Nigel Deacon. Ahoy, Xander Gucci Supreme. No, 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 no. Go, take it back. No, I'm doing it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Ahoy, once again, Xander Gucci Supreme, uh, who once saw LFO perform Summer Girls live and to this day refuses to eat Chinese food because of it.
I don't get it. I don't know what Aeneas that is. Colin needs the explanation. There's a boy band named LFO from like the early 2000s. Uh, they have a song called Summer Girls, and the whole song is nonsense. Chinese food makes me sick. Bingo. That's part of the chorus. Okay, well, I need to go look that up now. And I think it's fly when girls come by for the summer. For the summer. Oh, yeah. Finally, Chinese food enthusiast Vince Perino. Accurate, honestly. Jet the Boulder Chambers, a Big Burly Heartthrob. Favorite snack is peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He leaves the crust on because he's not a savage. boy. And he likes to put a little crunch in it. So he'll take flaming Hot Cheetos, break them up a little bit, throw them in there, smack it together. You are golden. That actually sounds pretty good. Yeah. I've never had it myself, but now I want to go make one. Last time, y'all talked with May about her parents before talking battle strategy with Alim. You headed towards Haven to finally take care of the Voiceless and get the money you needed to pay Zephyr. Mariv charged up the stairs as initiative was rolled. Your assassins were able to take out some of the guards right at the start of the liberation as Xander was knocked by Stoneaxe further down the stairs. There was back and forth between the guards and the assassins as they shot each other with bows and you all focused on Stoneaxe and later Jurea. Mariv was able to kill the Minotaur before Blueberry, as a hyena, ripped out Jurea and the nearby guards' throats. May, exhausted, exasperated, spoke in front of the people of Pastel, asking for their support. A chant of, Phoenix, Phoenix, started amongst the people. Xander and Sebastian went to deal with the safe from Visage that was in the wreckage of Haven, while Blueberry had a heartfelt talk with Jet about the animalistic nature of her hyena form taking over in those last moments of the fight. You headed back to the Ashen Phoenix headquarters and claimed your loot. You got lots and lots of money. Jet got a fancy shield. Blueberry got a new accessory for her hand. And you got a big-ass coin and a magic brown paper bag that gives out donuts. You went to speak with Zephyr and decided on sneaking into and out of the prison rather than getting captured willingly. He told you that you needed to stop at Fables to get some things, and you all headed off to the market. Jet and Xander went to the Rusty Gear and met Navara, a half-orc armor, and grabbed some new armor. Blueberry bought a potion off of a not-so-grateful Frank, or Kevin. You made your way back to Zephyr, walked to your oxen-drawn cart, and headed away, northward towards Elvareth. Now, the sun is going down to the west as Zephyr pulls the cart off of the road and ties up the oxen. He starts making camp with everything he has gathered, including some extra tents for you all to sleep in. The sound of a fire slowly starting to crackle fills the air as the smell of char fills your noses. And so the scene is set. The question is... What will you do next? We have not long rested yet. We are setting up camp and like chillaxing. Yeah. If there's nothing you guys want to do, Zephyr offers to take the first watch for the night. I don't need much sleep, so I'll take like the second half of the night. I don't know if he's going for more than two hours, but I'll, I'll take the last four hours of the night. You all head to bed. Fire crackling around you. The pale blue large moon along with the small white moon, are piercing through a cloudy night sky. But the uh, small orange moon, you cannot see behind these clouds that seem to be gathering. It's the first night you've had that is relatively dark, and you can't see as much of the sky. Zephyr takes the first watch. 
after four hours, he wakes up Blueberry. Mm, okay. Bids you good night. While he is going to sleep, Blueberry, you can hear him as he gets comfortable in his tent. You can hear him softly reciting a poem. Once in Gnomish, once in Common, and once in Dwarvish. You finish your watch, take your turn sleeping. And you all awaken level four. Full disclosure to everyone listening, I allowed the party to take both a feat and an ability score improvement for level four. I wanted to get them some diversity on how they play. This is a one-time thing, so every other time they get either an ability score improvement or a feat, they have to choose between the two. But now we have fun things. Yeah. Yeah. I also had one other rule that I don't know if Ryan wants spoiled yet. Yeah, go for it. I always have a rule where only one person can take the lucky feat. So Sebastian's the one who grabbed that, and the other ones can hide their feats for a while if they want. Is that for the remainder of the campaign, like if anyone takes a feat later on? Yes. I like the lucky feat as an idea, but if too many people take it, it feels like you're just trying to get rid of the part that makes D&D great, which is the luck aspect and the rolling and the randomization. Mm. Normally, we would play out this travel session, but you are mostly going to be on main roads between major cities. We're going to do a little travel montage and stop in every once in a while. Xander, are you going to check your pocket on each day that passes? Yes. Oh my oh, god. <laughs> How many days are passing in between Pastow and Elvarath? Didn't, didn't you say it was like five days of travel or something? It's about five days. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> so the next few days go by without much excitement. A lot of sitting, a lot of thinking, entertaining yourselves however you can. The first day, you pass from the plains near Pastow to some small hills before needing to stop for the night. I guess this is the, the next day. Xander, go ahead and roll. Left hand going in the pocket because the mitten can't fit. It's an 18. You pull out a small four-leaf clover encased in plastic. This gives you one luck roll. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we just <laughs> First day, you're just going through these plains. It is really boring. There's not that much that happens other than these small hills. Zephyr again starts to setting up camp alongside the main road. There are still people here following the road both ways. Next day, Xander, pocket. Ten. Left hand again. It's an expired condom. It's definitely the brand you use. (laughs) Okay. That's it. That's it? That's it. You're able to make it from the hilly areas where you can see the mountains far in the distance into a forest where trees start to flank both sides of the road. Midday, you pass a river that the oxen take a brink to drink from before the trees start to become extremely dense at the base of the nearby mountains. This night, you are in a much more secluded area. Is there anything you want to talk about tonight? Hey, yo, Zephyr, I got a question. Yes, what can I help you with? Uh, Sorry if I'm prime, but why do you say that poem three times before you go to bed? Yeah, it's been like two nights now, and that was one of the things we were told about you. I'm not sure if it has any sort of significance. You were told that? Interesting. I can't sleep if I don't say it. 
the words they keep me safe cool 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 is there like significance behind the poem other than keeping you safe like where'd you where'd you learn it oh my my mother used to recite it before bed every night hmm long ago i feel you i feel you i'm pretty far away actually because like you can't feel him if he's far away. i understand <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I thought he meant life. from oh, home. Oh, boo this man. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to tell stories sometimes when uh, me and my sister were a kid, too. I don't know. I, she was definitely like popping Xanax. I'm not going to lie. I think <clears throat> she was a stressed suburban mom. So I don't think I can repeat any of those stories because they were never the same. And they really didn't have any conclusion or climax or plot. Maybe she wasn't talking to us. Not everything needs a plot. Did it make you feel better? No. (laughs) I'd focus on something else then. Yeah. We don't really talk. Hmm. Me neither. What does keep you safe? I kind of always, like, just looked out for myself. I guess knives. Now my finger guns. I don't know. I'm just always looking out for me, looking out for me and my homies, my family when I'm around them, my sister specifically, my sister and my cousin. Yeah, I don't know. It's me. It must be nice being able to count on yourself for these things. Who else can I count on, you know? Now I got these guys. I got the crew here. Always got my back, but, you know, sometimes you end up on your own and, uh, Some late nights in the desert really, really kind of get to you, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, you've been to the desert pretty far from here. But, uh, it could be scary. It's probably further than you can imagine. No, I've I've been there. It's it's pretty far, though. You've been to the Mojave? What? How the hell did you do that? (laughs) I haven't heard of this one. Sorry. Listen, uh, I'm really tired. But if you can keep yourself safe and... You got your friends here. I mean, you've already proven you can make big changes. People who get in your way should be the ones praying for safety. That sounds mildly threatening to other people, but I like it. I like the way you worded that. You sleep well, my friend. We'll keep you safe. So will the words. Hey, Xander. Yo. Speaking of stories... I wonder how many conspiracy theory videos we're going to have to watch when we get home. Like, about all the stuff that happened to us. You know? I feel like we're going to have so much content. Honestly, I hadn't thought about it, and I'm freaking hype. Oh, that's going to be that's gonna be so much fun. Like, what if we get our own Netflix documentary? Dude, I hope they let me shoot it. You guys can obviously star in it if you want, but like... <laughs> that's... I don't know. This is not <laughs> what... I intended to be known for. So I'm hoping this doesn't become a thing when we get back. Yeah, you can talk to my agent about that. What do you think people back home are thinking happened to us? Well, there were other people in the room when it happened, right? Plenty. That doesn't really, like, explain it, though. Like, they might have seen something, but they probably don't know what they saw. Yeah, we just saw light, and then we're gone. And if they didn't come with us, they're just there with no cast and no crew. 
how do we know if they didn't come with us, though? What if they got taken somewhere else? I mean, we were all pretty close, and we ended up in the same spot. Yeah. I was thinking that there's a chance that other people came through, and they just kind of went off on their own. But that seems like such a weird choice. Like, why wouldn't you just group up? Unless they did group up. Maybe there's another group of, like, adventurer types out there now that are doing the same thing we are. From the movie? Yeah. Like, what if there's other people from, like, the cast and the crew that, like, they came through, but they woke up 30 seconds before we did, and they were like, man, fuck Sebastian, fuck Xander, let's get, let's go adventure. <laughs> or maybe we're alone. I don't know. Whatever. It's it, it's either way. I don't know. I kind of think it's just us. I, I can't really see Tiff and Jed, you know, making it out here alone. I feel like they would have stayed with us. I feel like anyone would have stayed with us, especially if they saw us around. But... Also, Tiff and Jed, they just started hitting it off, like, right before we left. Oh, really? <gasps> they, they were having a good time. They might have just, like, honeymooned. Is there some tea on set? <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that I play a little bit of matchmaker there, but I definitely, like, pushed our boy Jed in the right direction. Ooh. I think something's up with these pants. I keep finding stuff in my pockets, and, like, I wasn't super sure if it was, like, someone else, because, like, I found one of my branded condoms in there. You're branded? You have your own brand? Yo, you have your own brand of condoms? Like the brand that I use, y'all. Like oh. it's, they, I didn't make them. I know you can like customize your own condoms out there. Like, like they got that service, but like I'm I'm not that extra. Okay, I am that extra. I didn't do it though. <laughs> I mean, what else have you found in there? I found a four-leaf clover in there yesterday. That's super lucky. And and then I had that chapstick and this mitten. Honestly, the mitten probably should have been my first clue, but whatever. Mm, yeah. I'm going to use Druidcraft to make my own four-leaf clover. Well, now that seems like cheating. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, so I don't know if you guys have noticed. I'm sure you have. There's some, like, magic coming out of us now. I got these, like, finger guns. Sebastian is just out here sending out shockwaves of music and and making everyone feel good. Yeah, it's pretty rock and roll, not gonna lie. Jet is exploding every once in a while. And then we got Blue over here that's just making flowers and turning into wolves, and it's just... Like, what do y'all think is going on here? We're tapped into another world. Another plane? Another dimension? An alternate reality? I don't know. For all we know, we could just be all passed out this could all be one big dream this could all be a dream and i'm gonna snap my fingers and cast prestidigitation and make little sparklies and you wake up oh god <laughs> no <laughs> the end cast party is over check us out next season <laughs> i feel like we felt a lot of pain for this to be a dream have you ever felt pain in a dream before? No. I can't even punch in dreams. Yeah, it always becomes like a, a limp noodle. No, it feels like I'm punching through molasses. Yeah, just going slow. Slow-mo. It's like trying to punch underwater. Yeah. I can't run either. I don't know if, if you guys have that. Yeah, sometimes it feels like my legs are in cement and then I just get stuck. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that one dude slit my throat. Uh, I feel like I would have woken up from all that. Yeah, how's your throat, by the way? It's kind of metal, I'm not going to lie, uh, but I don't think this scar is ever going to heal. I mean, I got to say, it looks pretty good. 
but also I feel bad. Yeah, it kind of felt bad when it happened. So, but like also we we were able to like heal that real quick. Like I just I just like sent out some good vibes and and he was not bleeding anymore. Can we not die here? I I doubt that. Let's try. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like that we can help each other feel better in many ways, but I still feel as if we could lose our lives and we need to keep being careful. I don't know. It, the whole thing just feels like super wacky. Like y'all could be right. It, this could be a dream. I don't I haven't really like dreamed in like 10 years probably. At least none that I can remember. But it feels like feels like a video game or something. In dreams, like writing messes up. If you write something down and then look at it, it'll be all messed up. If you look in a mirror, it'll be messed up. If you look at a clock, it'll be messed up. If you try to flip a light switch, it won't work. A lot of these things we don't have. We don't have clocks. We don't have light switches. But, I mean, we've seen mirrors. We've seen writing. It's okay, to be fair, though, the writing that we have seen is real messed up. Well, some of it's in another language. And I can read it all. And I've never had a dream where it went through multiple days. We've been here how many days now? Like, I I don't think I've ever had one that went more than a couple hours. Maybe this is that reality shifting that everyone's talking about on TikTok. And we break out of the simulation. I feel like we've just experienced way too much for this to be a dream. But... The only other thing is that it's another reality or dimension or we're on another world, planet. I don't know if this is some alien shit, some magic shit. Well, it's definitely magic as I druidcraft a bunch of four-leaf clovers. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't mean it's not real. I think it's plenty real. Do you guys feel like this is getting to you at all? Hmm. Eh. How are you feeling, Blue, after the other day? I'm just trying to calm down and, like, focus on Frederick and just take it one day at a time. You know, we all did what we had to do. It's to get us home, right? We all knew it was going to happen. One way or another, someone was going to have to die. There's a... There's a right way and a wrong way for justice to be carried out. Do you think what you did was wrong? I don't think execution by a hyena is usually the right way. Yeah, execution by hyena might be kind of brutal, but like we learned from the Lion King, you know, sometimes it's it's what needs to be done. Scar definitely had that coming. I just don't believe in capital punishment. We come from a place where that's not generally accepted. So it's it's going to be tough for us to kind of, like, come to terms with it. I'm not out here, like, trying to murk anyone, but, like, if things are different here, it seems like this is just how the way of the land goes here. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's, it's different. Even though it's different here doesn't mean that we have to be different. We still can keep our morals. I think we were just put in a situation where it was inevitable. I don't like thinking that actions are inevitable. I think you always have a choice. It was an accident, but I don't think it was inevitable. I meant more the situation. 
I mean, yeah, they didn't have to die, but if it wasn't them, it could have been us. Not if they were, you know, imprisoned, like, in the place that we're going or something. Do you think that in a place like this where death is a typical punishment for people? Is it? It, it seems like it. With, with how many times that we've been asked to just kill? It's so nonchalant. It seems like an everyday thing here. What do you think that jail will be like here? How will they get treated there? Will they get food? Will they get water? Will they get a restroom? Will they just get tortured every day? I guess Zephyr would know that, right? The place we're going is kind of nicer because they're trying to rehabilitate people, but depends on where you go. See, rehabilitation. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, that's definitely a lie. Like, they call it a rehab center, but that's definitely a front. Oh. Yeah, they're trying to, like, rehabilitate you into working for them. But that's nicer than torture. Yeah. Or death. Yeah, uh, but I also don't really know what happened in those uh, solitary cells, so... You know, back home, the prison system is kind of far from perfect i imagine that we'd probably see like the same sort of behavior in our prisons as we would here again i'm not i'm not saying it's right but when it's a matter of survival we should keep doing what we're trying to do where we just non-lethal as often as we can but don't let it hit you too hard in case it does happen just know that it's it's a product of our situation I don't think that taking a life in general is not going to hit us hard. I think of it every day. It, I just feel like that this world is is changing us. It's not for the good. We need to keep being who we are. We can't let this world and these people change us. I see where, where Blue is coming from. I understand it. I'm not saying get used to killing people. I'm just saying, sadly, it's probably not the last time it's going to happen. We can make it the last time. I don't want to kill anybody, and I'm going to try my hardest not to. And I know you guys want to do the same. The past few days, I've kind of, like, feel like I've tapped more into, like, this sort of elven blood that I have now. At least, I, I have this spell that I can use once a day, I think. I haven't tried it yet. I can try it on one of you if you if you want. Um, it it's just it's just a sleep spell, so that could help avoid certain contentious situations. If it's gonna help me sleep through the night, I'll take it. Well, it only lasts a minute, but maybe maybe after you wake up, you'll be extra groggy, and then it'll be easier to fall asleep. Ooh. Well, no, maybe it's like a power nap. Maybe that's all you need. Ooh. I'll take it. Okay. I'm going to cast sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm curious. I don't even know his new HP total. Yeah, I don't even know if it's all. 24. How much HP do you have? Oh, God. That's not going to work. 36. No. Uh. So you don't fall asleep. Oh. Jet, as this washes over you, though, you see exactly what she was trying to do. You feel groggy for a second. And this brings you back to your first day here. When you remember a dwarf walked into aid for all. 
and put you all to sleep. Oh, shit. And you feel that same feeling, but this time you know you've grown stronger and you can fight it off. Wow. Well, I'll take first watch tonight so y'all can get some rest. That'd be nice. Okay. Watches go by. Uh, Again, another cloudy night. Xander, pocket. Eleven. Hand goes in. Hand goes out. There's a little button from a button-up shirt. This allows you to use the mending cantrip once when you attach it to something. What is that? If you have two pieces of something that has been broken, you can use the mending cantrip to put them back together as if nothing happened. Oh, that's awesome. You continue on into the mountains, this time at an incline. Slow at first, but then the oxen begin to struggle more and more. They can't end up going more than a mile or two before needing a break. Now, between the clouds, you can start to see Elverath, far up in the mountains. It's a large city, flanked on every side by large cliff faces, but it looks majestic overlooking the landscape. The most notable thing you see about Elverath is a large castle on top of one of these peaks. It is mostly made of a dark stone, And it is far from regal. It is more defensive in nature. The other notable thing you see is a set of large cables that traverse down the mountains. They're supported every once in a while by large structures that hold these cables up. Even from this distance, you can see a large platform connected to these cables going up the south side of these mountains. This is very ski esque but on a massive scale. This is going up the southern portion of the mountains, the very steep portion of these mountains, and you continue following the path, which moves into the eastern portion of this mountain range. The first night you are in the mountains, Zephyr has settled down for the night already, has the fire going, and is ready to sleep once again. This time, you hear something. From a distance. Hey, uh, uh, excuse me. I'm looking for a group of adventurers. Was wondering if I could uh, come a little closer and get a look at you. That's not us. Uh, I just want to double check. I, I promise I, I got no bad intentions. Well, we're not adventurers. I, all right. Can I get a look at you? I, I can tell you who I'm looking for. Tell us first and then you can see us. I got a... Uh, you can hear a crinkling of a piece of paper. All right. Uh, male halfling that turns into animals. Uh, male wood elf that runs real fast and smacks stuff with a yikawa. Not too bad with his hands, neither. A male dwarf that runs straight in all determined-like with a scimitar in one hand, a morning star in the other. Then there's a uh, female human. She got some stuff going on with this big glaive, and she can turn into a bear and light her hands on fire. And finally, they got this uh, walking, talking machine that forges them all cool gear. Uh, and he's pretty handy with the stuff he makes himself. Is that you, or you happen to see any of them? Damn, that ain't us, but they sound cool as hell. All right. Struck out again. Uh, this spirit journey ain't nothing too grand. Sorry to bother y'all. Why are you looking for these people? I'd love to share the fire if you don't mind. 
might as well find a place to stay for the night. I got my own tent and everything. Uh, I got a bunch of good stuff we can cook up on the fire if you, if you guys want a nice meal. I'm pretty good at uh, mixing up the herbs and make it taste something special. Can we see this person? Yeah, you can because you have dark vision. There is a elven man, copper skin. He's in the dark woods. He does have his hands kind of like in the air. He has a short sword at his side and a long bow on his back but he's not using anything menacingly. His skin is very similar to the elves you saw in the Crimson Grove, though he's not wearing the same attire as they did. He's in, like, full leather adventuring gear. He's dressed in relatively nice clothes, though they are a bit dirty from being out in the woods. He's got his hair in a long ponytail, though it seems nicely groomed. Can I make an insight check? Yeah, go ahead. He trying to get away with something by getting close to us. That's a twelve. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. He's talking like he just wants to hang out. But you can't really grab any of his intentions from, from being so far away in the dark and not seeing his facial features. I just want to yell to him, give us one second. All right, so I'm going to be up front. Even though I'm, not, I'm like not really a stickler for rules, I think Zephyr would be real upset if he woke up and saw that we had adopted someone new in here. Given the circumstances and the money that we pay for the service, I don't think we should fuck around with that. Well, if we're going to invite him by the fire, we should at least, like you said. Let's wake up Zephyr and see if he's okay with it. Okay, before this, I, I've, I've done this twice now, and I'm, I'm trying to get a little bit better at it. If I focus really hard, I'm pretty sure I can read this dude's mind. Uh, not too sure, but I could try. Just to see if he's malicious. Okay. Um, Sebastian's lost it. No, I swear. Wait. Have you been reading our minds? I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts on Jet. Shit! <laughs> 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 Alright, you cast Detect Thoughts and you're uh, focusing on Jet. You get like surface level thoughts at the start, right? Surface level thoughts. So, <laughs> what is most on its mind in that moment? <laughs> Please don't read my mind. Please don't read my mind. Please don't read my mind. <laughs> That's actually perfect. <laughs> okay, now can I shift it to the guy? He's only like 50 feet away. So as long as that's in range, I feel like that probably is. 30 feet. Ask him to come a little closer. G- can we get a good look at you? I know you wanted to look at us, but we're going to hide. Um, we want to see you first. I, I promise you don't have to hide. I can come a little closer. You know, hands up. Ha, I'll be good. You you just tell me when to stop, I guess. Uh, are you 30 feet away? Uh, I'm counting 32 right now. Okay, one more step. <laughs> <laughs> and he just shouts when he gets to that 30 foot. And he goes, name's Alvin. Alvin Murning. The name Alvin was given to us by Sean De Jesus over on Patreon. So thanks, Sean. Yay. His surface level thoughts, he's a little upset because he's looking for these people. And then he's thinking about food. He's hungry. And that's why one of the reasons he was like, I can make food. He's just trying to figure out where he's going to stay tonight. Um, I don't know if this is me because I'm hungry. All I got was food. He seems nice. Ask him questions that'll make him, like, think stuff. Ask him if he's gonna kill us. What kind of food do you want to eat? 
Oh, uh, I got a pocket full of garbanzo beans. Uh, I got some herbs with me. I'm sure we can whip something up real good. Was he thinking anything during that answer? He has a bunch of mutton in his bag that he uh, he specifically chose not to tell you that. Hmm. Where do you plan on going in the morning? I'm not exactly sure. Uh, so, uh, I just gotta find these guys, uh, and then we're doing some stuff, apparently. I gotta hunt this big thing with them, grab its eyeball, plant it in the ground right next to this waterfall thing, but I don't exactly know which waterfall, so, like, I, I don't know, and, and I sure as heck don't want to be grabbing no eyeballs, but it's, it's what I gotta do, I guess, so, I, I mean, first steps first, I, I just gotta find these people. Okay, and last question. Are you gonna kill us? Kill ya. Um, I mean, I could if you want, but uh, that wasn't my intention. Was it his intention in his thoughts? No. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed to himself in his thoughts because he, he thought he was funny. But no, he didn't have malicious intent. Okay, one sec. Stay right there. All right. You mind if I uh, light up a cigar? Uh, Sure. I guess. You can see he grabs like some stuff out of his pack and you can hear rocks clicking together. He's sparking up a cigar. Okay, so uh, he's got some food. Uh, he definitely has mutton. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> but he only said he had herbs and gross garbanzo beans. Other than that, he, he seems okay. All right. If you think so. We trust you. He's just really trying to find those dudes. I mean, that's fine by me as long as it's fine by you guys, too. And Zephyr. Yeah, I think we need to talk to Zephyr first. Uh, I'll uh, nudge Zephyr awake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's uh, what's going on? Uh, we okay? We okay? Yeah, we good. There's, uh, there's this homie over here. He's about 30 feet away right now smoking that cigar over there. Oh, I can smell it. Oh. Never been a fan. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Now I am close enough, and so I touch him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sebastian over here read the dude's mind, I guess. I don't know. And he seems totally chill. Um, He just wants to, like, chill by the fire. It, like, is probably okay. And I would say, like, we're not trying to draw any attention to ourselves by just, like, casting people away. But we wanted to make sure it was all good with you. If you think he's got good intentions, just don't tell him what we're doing. I'm all for giving somebody a place to stay. Don't feed him, though. We don't We don't have a lot of food left. Oh, yeah, no, no worries. Oh, he's got plenty. Yeah, he's going to feed us. Oh, and I've been casting Goodberry every day. We, we don't have to <laughs> eat much food. I'm so sick of berries, though. <laughs> and donuts. Donuts. If he's got food, actually, you can see Zephyr sits up a little bit. I might uh, stay up and say hi. Garbanzo beans? Oh, I'm not really a fan of beans. Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all this garbanzo hate. God damn, it's like my favorite food on the planet. Okay, guy. Alvin. Alvin, sorry, I'm not good with names. Come on over. We have a peace offering. Xander, get the bag. Oh, we're. I'll pull out the bag of infinite donuts. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for having me. You mind? I, I mean, I can take uh, this area. Do you have here. any sketchy intentions or anything you're trying to hide from us? Uh, no. I'm just trying to have a good night, hang out. We can play some games. I don't know. 
There's nothing you can think of. Nothing I can think of. <laughs> because Blueberry is is diving so much deeper into this, I'm like putting my fingers on my temple and like really focusing on his head. No, not, not that I can think of. And Sebastian, it's just like mutton, 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 mutton. <laughs> <laughs> I like side glance at Sebastian with the, an eyebrow up. He's got mutton. He's got what? Did you message that or did you say that out loud? <laughs> I definitely said that. If she gave me a side eye, I said that. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I do have a uh, little bit of mutton. I'm saving it, though, uh, for some... Uh, That's fine. We don't want mutton. But also, to feel a little bit better, I'm going to just kind of check you out a little bit. I want to walk over towards him and, and do like an inspection. Just put, put, put your hands yeah, up yeah, for yeah, me. Put, just, put my trust in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I want to do like security check. Give me investigation. I got a nat one, and I have minus one to investigation. <laughs> okay, with your zero investigation, he's got this, like, leather armor on. You can't feel beneath it. You're doing, like, the one leg. You go to the other leg, and you accidentally grab the short sword. It's not in a full sheath. Cut your finger a little bit. So you're trying to, like, hold that pain back while pretending to continue doing the pat down. As you're doing so, he's like... Yeah, it's good to talk to people. I've been trying to look for these guys. Uh, I haven't been seeing much. You done there, big guy? <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I, um, I'm going to hold my hand really tight. I just got to go uh, to the bathroom real quick. Why don't you pop a squat? Let's chillax. Yeah, I'm going to set up my tent first, and uh, I'll, I'll do that in a second. Or or you guys want to eat first? Xander, what's, uh, what, what's the donut of the day? Powdered jelly. Nice. Do I have to roll for those? Yeah, you have to roll for how many you get. Roll a d6. He gets the only one. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> we only need the one. As a peace offering, here is this mighty pastry. They're dumb good. This is great. Why has it got a V on it? Uh, for Versace. <laughs> no, it's vegan. <laughs> 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 Versace. Uh, I never heard of it. Uh, what's in it? Uh, it's that's it's jelly. You just made tonight's dinner even better. He's got like a little cast iron pan he brings out and starts getting it over the fire. Grabs some garbanzo beans, throws it in. He rips open the donut and tries scrapes the jelly out onto the garbanzo beans and starts mixing them around with a stick. Oh, this is going to be great. Anybody got any tea? This would actually be a good stew. We can put the tea as the broth in. Yeah, I got some tea. Oh, oh, no. And I'll pull out the vial. Of, oh, no. <laughs> I'll pull out the vial of, uh, what was it? The mint and... What is it? Mystery spice? What is it? Saffron and mint. How much of this are you giving him? This is a full vial. I'll give him like a quarter of it, I guess. This thing has three uses, so I'm going to make you do a third. Okay, that works. Oh, God, this is horrendous. Uh, you know what? You know what? I trust you. Seem like a good guy. And he pours that in and he takes some water from his pouch, starts mixing everything together. He gets it to a boil. How, how you guys doing? Uh, again, Alvin, nice to meet you. What's this spirit journey you were talking about? Oh, uh, spirit journey. Basically, it's like uh, some people, they get told by the gods what they got to do. Uh, it doesn't happen to everybody. It tends to happen to people who are more uh, in tune with nature. Some people, it comes to them in their dreams. Others will see uh, patterns in the leaves of a tree or ripples of water. 
Me, I had vines grow down from a large tree and do a little puppet show. If you could call it that. I guess plant show might be better. So, like the puppet show, it told you to find these dudes and plant an eyeball next to a waterfall? As far as I know, they're hunting something. Don't know why. I'm supposed to kill that something with them, take one of its eyeballs out, and plant it in the ground next to this waterfall thing. But again, I don't know which waterfall it is, and I don't want to be grabbing eyeballs exactly. I'm not sure if that's the end of it or if I'll have more information given me later. I'm curious who's actually giving me this info, but I guess I might never find out. Some people don't. Hmm. Hmm. Well, follow-up question. How are the uh, other chipmunks doing? (laughs) And I'm going to, like, elbow (laughs) Sebastian. Just like, ha-ha. I've seen some around here recently. They actually do live here a lot. Nah, nah. It's it's fine, dude. It's fine, dude. I'm I'm just playing. There's uh, there's this thing from back home called Alvin and the Chipmunks, so... He's nodding a little bit as he starts pouring some of this stuff into bowls. Xander, he hands the first one to you. Starts handing the second one to Sebastian. Gets some for Blueberry. And the last one, hands it off to Jet. Yo, thanks, bro. You made the food. Why don't you do the honors? Try it first. It smells good. Ah, uh, you know what? It doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Might be okay. He takes a sip. Uh, it's it's kind of earthy. Earthy is a good word for it. There might be a little too much dirt in here. I didn't exactly clean off the stick before I was stirring it. So ah uh, yeah, rookie adventurer mistake. I understand. Yeah yeah. Uh, I'm normally better at cooking, but like I didn't have a lot to work with here. Spice choice could have been better. <laughs> he has another vial. Oh yeah. So uh, I got some some like soy sauce or something here. Maybe that'll spice it up. Yeah, it's like dressing. I'll take out the other vial and just, like, dump it a little bit. Oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. That's okay, actually. Uh, oh, no, no. It'll, it'll be good. It'll be good. Come on, come on. Your recommendations have not been great. Can I get a whiff of that? Yeah, sure. Here. Hold it out for him. Oh, God. No. No. That's, like, disease or poison or something. Like, no. No. Oh. All right. I'll smell it next. Just out of morbid curiosity. It kind of smells fungal in nature, and it smells like rot. Oh, yikes. Yeah, no, that maybe that isn't what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I'd hope so. Well, bottoms up, and I'll drink some soup. Sander. It's disgusting. (laughs) 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 And after a moment, you can see in the dark. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I think there might be something in this. I feel like I'm tripping. Damn, this whole world just got a little, uh, just got a little bit brighter. After he says that, I'm just gonna slowly hand my bowl off to Namora. What does Namora do? Um. Oh, I know. <laughs> Namora's just gonna throw it at Jack. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Namora does not like when you give him food. No. <laughs> <laughs> give me an attack roll. Oh my oh, god. god. I gave him a plus two last time. He's got plus two to soup throwing. <laughs> um, well, if it's plus two, then then it's a nineteen. Okay, that hits. I just just do whatever his strength or dex modifier is. This thing bounces off of Jet, and it sears you a little bit, Jet, because it's some of the hot liquid. Uh, three. So it does three damage. Oh my god. Uh, yo, Jet. I'm sorry. I no, didn't. No. I, I, just, I don't want. I don't want to hear it, Xander. In your head, you just hear. 
<laughs> now Xander's laughing a little bit. <laughs> I'm just sitting on a log, sipping my soup, but I'm I'm really thinking about chicken and yonki soup from Olive Garden, and I'm technically casting prestidigitation and making my soup taste like chicken and yonki soup. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. This stuff's pretty good. Uh, you also get the effects of dark vision. Oh, God. I know what you mean now, Xander. Right? Right? This is kind of weird. I don't I don't like it. Oh, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? I You'll find out in VG247's podcast. looks boring. What are you on about? It All of great. their games, they look boring. It doesn't look boring. It looks like it you're an assassin on the Isle of Man. But it doesn't have the kind of... Wow. Think, the steampunk quail-based economy is incredible. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> VG247's Best Games Ever podcast is ostensibly a show about figuring out what the best game in a weirdly specific category is, but it's actually just about petty arguments. You should listen to it. It's good. Is that it? That's the whole promo? Uh, yeah, I was just doing And it. that's supposed to make people subscribe, is it? Yes. Okay, good luck with that. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. You guys sit around the fire for a little bit longer. Zephyr ended up going back to bed after he found out it was nothing special. It was kind of a lull in conversation. And Alvin looks up. can see some glowing from the mountains. Elvareth. Beautiful city, right? Can't believe it was abandoned once. You what? I thought... So, huh? Wait, I thought people were there right now. Oh, yeah, now they are. So how... Where'd they go? Oh, you don't know? We're tourists. We're not from here. You've never been there? Oh, you guys are going to love it. You know, a long time ago, it was made by elves. Centuries ago. They started building into the mountains nearby. It was a very protected and remote settlement for years. Not a lot of trade. One day, they were digging into the ground to expand some building or something, and they uncovered something real bad. Those who uncovered it never said what it was. Just that it had cursed the entire city. And they could not live there anymore. The entirety of the city packed up and moved. Same people. All built Valorith. That's where most of them high elves live now. Long time after that, humans and dwarves and the like have taken up refugee in the buildings there. Now the city is as hopping as ever. Own government and everything. Humans and dwarves work to build the uh, Great Lift. Along with some genius little gnomes from Berndarium. Definitely a marvel. It's cool to see. Gotta go see it. Wait, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, Elvarath is a whole city? I thought it was just there for the prison. Oh, no, no. Oh, the uh, rehab center. If you could call it that. No, no. Elvarath has been a city for years and years. One of the oldest cities in Fentrea. But yeah, the magistrate moved in. They, they got a big building there. They don't let you inside, but it's, it's big and it's cool. So, I just want to back up a little bit. When you said that they uncovered something, was it something alive or was it like an item do you have any idea at all they never told nobody they just said it was cursed but i don't really believe them because the city's popping now nothing bad ever happened to anybody so how long was the city abandoned 60 80 years something like that no one ever really knows exactly when people moved in but kind of happened slow at first and then uh once that great lift was built especially they had a ton of people move in word I'm so excited to go on the lift. Yeah, is it like a floating elevator kind of thing, or? Yeah, yeah, it's it's not for people though. Oh. I mean, I see you guys got your oxen and stuff. 
you drop all your merchandise and stuff and they'd send it up here and then you can uh, continue the rest of the journey yourself. Huge burden off of the uh, animals. Takes a lot less time. Makes uh, traveling here much easier. But like, why, why can't we also just be with the animals? So, they have had people ride it and it's fine, but it's sometimes dangerous. There's lots of wind stuff up there. You'd have to be strapped down. But for the most part, they just put the merchandise on there, and then uh, they unload it at the top for you. They got a good system. I, I've never heard anything been lost or stolen or anything, so. Hmm. All right. I mean, sounds like they could just, like, get some seatbelts and probably fix it. But if it works, it works. Belt, seat, belt. Oh, uh, belt to, to seat. Yeah. Yeah, you could, you could, like, tie yourself to a chair. Maybe that's how we'll get out. Ooh, escape route. Yeah, yeah. Shh. I'm kind of sleepy, guys. Yeah, me too. Thanks for the uh, company. Sorry we didn't get to play games. I'm a little tired. Maybe in the morning. You could always rock, paper, scissors, Xander, real quick. Oh, I am a champion rock, paper, scissors player. Oh, yeah. Is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, All right. definitely. Quick quick match. Quick friendly. Friendly before uh, before bed. You know, actually, a little tired. Uh, So I don't want to be off my game. Don't want to talk a, talk a big game and uh, get it wrong. Definitely in the morning. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of strategy involved in this <laughs> in this game. <laughs> oh, there is. If you think there's not, you're not playing right. Good night, guys. All right, good night, y'all. Blueberry, you're the first one up in the early morning. Alvin is packing up his stuff really quickly. All right, good meeting you. Goodbye. I want to just kind of inside check. I want to watch him very carefully as he's packing up. I mean, you got your passive perception. Of, it doesn't look like he's even close to any of the other tents. So it's not like you're worried about him grabbing other stuff. He only grabs his bag, his tent, and the rest of his garbanzo beans. And he didn't, like, leave anything? No, I don't think he would have left anything. Yeah, so uh, tell him, rock, and we'll uh, see you. All right. He heads down the way you came, down the path. Xander, pocket. Uh, 17. You grab a small mini golf pencil, specifically a black light pencil. It's neon and glowing. What does that mean? How is it glowing? It's like it already has black light shining on it? Kind of. Only he can see it glowing. Ooh. The rest of you just see that it is a pencil. And Xander, if you mark anything with this, only you can see the mark. Ooh. You continue your journey. The mountains get colder as the oxen move slower and are struggling to move you up the steeper and steeper cliffs. Blueberry, you're free to help out again. You are on a mountain road. And I've seen multiple signs for Elrath at this point. After about two-thirds of the day, Zephyr takes a detour into an area off the main road. There is a small grove of pine trees covered in snow. This is the thickest and largest bunch of these trees that you have seen in some time. And is also one of the flattest areas you have seen since getting up into these mountains. There is a small, mostly round clearing in the trees where there are flowers growing above the thin layer of snow. All right, here we are. 
What is this? Fables. Oh. oh. He pulls the oxen off to the side, ties them up so they're good, gives them their feed buckets so they can eat. How many wild shapes have I used today? We'll say you used two, but then you short rested so you have them back. Nice. <laughs> the flowers in the center are of all different kinds, but Zephyr walks over and finds a very specific flower. It is a sprig of multiple small white-yellow flowers, all meeting at a single stalk. He kneels down, pulls at the stalk of this flower, does not rip out of the earth. Instead, it brings with it a large chunk of the earth, opening like a trap door. This reveals a staircase going down into the earth. That's tight as hell. Dang, that's cool. Ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Fables uh, a lot to take in sometimes, so uh, be nice, you know? You follow the stairway down until there is an opening at the ground and a whole building built into this cave. This includes a wall, windows, a door, a roof, and a sign that says Fables Fixations. Zephyr continues inside, and you're all following, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. The shop you enter is rather large for being in such a hidden place. One area of the shop has a large stage and a ukulele sitting on a wooden chair next to a music stand on the stage. The rest of the shop is haphazard and not very well organized. There are half-finished projects strewn about everywhere. Uh, most you cannot even tell if they are finished or not. These items and the walls are also covered in little pieces of paper with ideas written on them. Scattered throughout are books upon books that all have bookmarks in them a quarter to a half of the way through. There are also a few animals running around. One is a parrot in a cage that has holes way too big, like it can just fly out at any moment. There's also an old dog here that is laying on a couch, snoozing away. There's also a small pixie. She's about six inches tall with purple hair. She flies quickly around the area with a sense of excitement. She has little goggles on her head that are a little too big for her small body, and she keeps readjusting them onto her head to get them out of her face. She also has a small tattoo of swirling light or paint. It's hard to tell exactly right behind her ear. Zephyr walks in. Fable, good to see you. I need uh, some help once again. Ah, Z, how you doing? So good to see you. Come here, come here, come here. Look at this. And she flies over to a small metalworked contraption and starts turning a gear on it. The side of this box quickly opens up like a flower blooming and shoots a bunch of sharp flower petals out in one direction, embedding themselves into the wall. Ah! No! No, 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 no! Actually, that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, yeah, no, not supposed to happen. Yeah, uh, Fable, that's just something. Listen, I brought some friends. We need some help with a little, uh, job we're doing. Ah! Great, 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 great. How can I help? We are looking for some things to help us break into and out of the Elvarath Rehab Center. Hopefully something that will help these ones ensure they still have access to their magic when they're inside. Oh, that sounds so dangerous. I would not like to know anything more. But I do have some things that might be useful. Let me go find them. Feel free to look around and ask questions about anything. 
Uh, maybe half of this stuff is for sale. Can I pet the dog? What kind of dog is it? Uh, it's like a boxer. Nice. It's got jowls going down. They're very floppy. And you can see it doesn't even open its eyes as you come over to it. But as you start petting, its little tail starts whipping slowly back and forth. Oh. Fable flies around for a moment and grabs a small device that lifts her larger projects up. It is a small mechanical hand that she places onto things and it makes them float like they are weightless. She moves over, brings a box about the size of a shoebox, plops it at Zephyr's feet. She then goes over to a box near the stage and brings out a very small square metal box that has a button on it and brings it over. I think these would help you a lot for this. This one here. She gestures towards the large shoebox and opens it. This was supposed to be an arcane battery that was to control magic light shows during my performances. It has dormant magic put into it and is contained by this box. But once it's activated, the magic just keeps feeding itself until it burns out. But if you activate it, you should be able to feed off of the dormant magic that is spewing out of the box. It probably has enough magic for an hour or so. So be careful when you decide to use it. But it should help. Any kind of magic? Uh, yeah. You know, like divine or arcane or nature. Let's go with arcane. Yeah, yeah, probably arcane. For the most part. Then there's this. It might help, and I'm still mad it's not working right. This was supposed to make it so everything else was silent during my performances, and Mandy over there wouldn't be able to squawk through the whole thing and tell me I'm no good. Ugh. Mandy? She points to the parrot. <laughs> uh... Well, actually, it just kind of makes everything silent. When you click this button, I taped it to the bottom of my shoe so I could discreetly press it and then I couldn't make any noise. It would probably be useful for breaking in somewhere, though. Breaking a door down or a wall or into a cell or something. I don't know. Nobody will be able to hear it. There's probably a few more uses in it. Okay, cool. I like that. All right. All right. Yeah, these would be great, Fable. If you guys want anything else, go ahead and take a look around. You might find something else useful or something you want. Fable hands you all a list of what's available. I think this is the most updated. Uh, you'll figure it out. You know, ask questions. And Zephyr calls her over to speak for a moment. This is hastily written and crossed out list of stuff. Some have cross outs, others have name changes, but for the most part, you can read what's in stock. We have the Pacifist's Portable Pocket Prison, a move board, a high move board, never-ending rope, Unbreakable Manacles, an Umbrella of Featherfall, a Diadem of Perceived Innocence. Diadem? Diadem, sure. Fenner's Shin Guards of Grace, an Identifying Glass, Cinnamon. What? Reproducing Hat, Cauldron of Needsmore, Sober Ring, <laughs> Teapot of Tea Time, Garallan Glue, the Dagger of Distractin. Ooh. Band of Borrowing, and the Instant Ice Rink. What? This is a lot of stuff. What are 99% of these things? I'm going to have to see more about this Dagger of Distracting. Before we ask specifics, um, what's the most expensive thing on here? Ooh, good question. Oh, definitely the Band of Borrowing. That is a doozy to make. And how much is that? 2,500 gold. Oh, God, okay. Ooh, boy. What, uh, what makes it so expensive? You were asking. She gestures to Blueberry. Okay, so you were asking, like, divine magic or arcane magic? Well, if in this case, if you had arcane magic, you would be able to use divine magic with, with the band. From a little band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd be able to, like, learn some new stuff. Some new spells that you maybe couldn't figure out on your own. 
Um, so what's the cheapest stuff on here? Oh, reproducing hat for sure. For sure. That's five gold. What does that do? All right, so so here's here's the thing. I just don't want it anymore. <laughs> okay, so I tried to make a hat that would change into whatever you were thinking about. Instead, it just kind of does some weird stuff when you put it around other hats. Oh my god, no, 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 no. That sounds, that sounds really bad like that. Okay, so if I put this down next to another hat, it would basically... Actually, I don't think I want to talk about it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that's five gold. All right. Is there anything else you want? Yeah, I want to know more about this dagger of distracting. Yes, it's so fun. It's so fun. It's so, 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 so fun. You'll love it. She flies over, brings it over to the desk, and she uses this hand to grab it. It is a small dagger that is in a sheath. It is a crystal blue dagger. She takes the dagger out and she chucks it against the wall and it shatters into a bunch of pieces. It's loud. And then all of a sudden, the dagger is back in the sheath. It reforms, and there's no glass pieces where she threw the dagger. That is dope as hell. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's like distraction. You throw it, and it goes... All right, all right. How much is that? 150. I'm in. Great. 155, please. Guys, I think think we're just buying things that are cool right now. Um, Goddamn right we are. Look at this. This is so cool. Okay, so we're going to a prison, and we're also trying to not kill people. And I see here on this menu, you have manacles. <laughs> and that sounds like a prison thing. Uh, yeah? Are they really unbreakable? There, it's a set of manacles that would fit around a medium-sized creature's hands, and you see that they don't have a keyhole. Yeah, yeah, they're great. You, you want me to put them on you? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, there's no hole for a key on there. Yeah, throw them on him. Throw them on him. Yeah, yeah, but you don't need a key. You'll see. You'll see. I promise. Trust me. Oh, I don't trust this. No, nah, come on, Sebastian. You can do it. She starts putting it on your wrist. Well, now you're in for it. We got to do the second one. Puts the other one on. See? <laughs> Try to get out of him. <laughs> Give me athletics. I wonder if you can misty step out of manacles. <laughs> can you? That's a good well, doesn't it say you carry everything you're wearing with you? Yeah, like, does that count as wearing and carrying? It's a 12. Not even close. You feel like you can't really do a lot. Open sesame. No, but you're on the right track. It is a word, though. <laughs> oh. Abracadabra. Ooh, I like that one. I should have used that one. <gasps> Pork rinds. And they pop open. <laughs> they That's a good one. Here? Oh, thank God. I was getting claustrophobic. 150 gold. Um, I don't know about that one. Maybe. How much is the pacifist's portable pocket prison? 200. Oh. What is it? Oh, it's so cool. You want to see it? You want to see it? Oh, let me go get it. Let me go get it. This one, she can actually grab with her two hands. It's a three inch by three inch cube that she brings over. It's really heavy for her. Okay. Okay. So you throw this or, or you press the button and it goes... And then yeah, it gets really big and it turns into like a three foot by three foot by eight foot prison cell. But it's a bouncy castle. <gasps> it doesn't have any windows or anything, but you can like put someone in it and it'll float around and follow you. Oh, oh my God. So that it basically acts as a tensor's floating disc with a bouncy castle enclosed prison cell. Type. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was trying to make a portable bouncy castle, uh, but I couldn't make it big enough that you could actually get in it. And then um, I couldn't make a door. So yeah. 
So if <laughs> if somebody's in it, can we make it small? Will they get small too? Oh, no, no, no. I haven't tried that. They won't get small. I don't know exactly what will happen. Okay. Is it possible to break out of it? Like, if it's a bouncy castle, can you just, like, stab it with a sword and get out? No, I don't think so. Uh, it's probably about as strong as a normal prison cell. With no locks? No, 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 no. How do you get people out? I hadn't really thought that far ahead. No, 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 no. It's really, it's really great. It's, it's great. It's great. It's great. I, I actually think I have a manual for it somewhere too. A manual? I thought you made this. Yeah, but I made it a long time ago, so I don't really know. Okay. This is a good time to say that Fable was created by Saint E Love over on our Patreon. Yay! The shop and everything, including most of the stock, is from him. Goodness. Nice. Nice. Wow. It's a lot of work, man. A lot of effort, yeah. Is there anything else you're interested in? What's a move board? Oh, it's great. She brings over a skateboard. Oh. (laughs) And a high move board? Well, this one's really cheap. It's just got wheels on it. But it basically allows you to kickflip with, like, no skills whatsoever. That's awesome. The high move board, on the other hand, is always hovering about two feet off the ground. Yeah, that's basically just a hoverboard, and it doesn't have any wheels, and you can basically just make it so you can levitate yourself whenever you want. How how high can you levitate? Uh, whatever the levitate spell says. <laughs> <laughs> now, how much does that run? 400. F- 400, got it. Oh. Uh, okay, Um. so that's like the, what, the second most expensive thing that you have? Can you show us? Oh, no, 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 cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon is a thousand. <laughs> What? what? <laughs> cinnamon is a thousand. Pardon me. For cinnamon? <laughs> it's a spice. I mean, if you can't afford the thousand, you can't afford the food for her. For her? Yeah, yeah, cinnamon. She points up in the rafters is a squirrel oh that has a small metal backpack. And the metal backpack has a hose that goes to its mouth. Cinnamon fire. A burst of flame comes out of this hose. Oh my god. I need need that. (laughs) I need this. (laughs) Jet, are you still over by the dog? Yeah, I'm by the dog still. Uh, It's no longer there. It is now across the room. It is laying down and it is on a perch by the window. What have I been petting this whole time? (laughs) You didn't see it move. Oh my god. (laughs) Wow. So cinnamon, a, a thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, cinnamon, thousand gold. She's great. She's life of the party. Great cook. What, what, what about 500? Mm, no, I'm pretty set on prices. I don't really need a lot here and I don't have rent. Okay, I get it. You like things hot, you know, cinnamon, fiery. Let me get you something a little bit cheaper. It's still kind of hot. Over here, we got the teapot of tea time. All right. Oh, okay. 15 gold. Is that in your ballpark? Uh, I mean, anything can be in my ballpark right now. So here's the thing. It makes tea for you. All right? Mm-hmm. I tried to make a teapot that would wake me up with tea every morning. Sounds like a great idea, right? But it ended up choosing its own time. So every day at four o'clock, it makes some tea. It's pretty good, though. Okay, so it just makes tea. I could do that on my own. You know Jet wouldn't do that on his own. Sh- shush. Is it a specific kind of tea, or is it... It's kind of whatever it's feeling that day. Uh-huh. Oh my god, I would love that in real life. Honestly, <laughs> that would be my favorite tool. I'm getting the feeling like fun, 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 right? Fun. Instant ice rink. Okay, so it's just an ice cube. You throw it in a big area. It's, a, you know, way bigger than I meant it to be. About a 20-foot radius. Just ice all over. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah. Huh. 
Is it one-time use or does it recharge? It depends if you're willing to wait for it to reform back into the ice cube. Oh. How long does that take? About 10 minutes. Oh. If you throw it, ice is going to be there for a little while. It doesn't exactly melt. It kind of just like seeps right back into the ice cube. Mm-hmm. But again, you got to be around to grab it. Yeah, how much is that? 25 gold. Okay, okay, that's doable. Um, I had one more question. Is is this never-ending rope, like for realsies, just never-ending? Yeah, 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 it just kind of reproduces on itself. As long as you got a little bit left, it just keeps reproducing. Uh, okay, interesting. That sounds useful. It's better than your average rope, too. Uh, how much is that one? 250 gold. Oh, God, okay. Are any big drinkers here? You know, drinking problems? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you need the sober ring. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, to the others, uh, if he's getting too rowdy, uh, you could just slip this ring on him. Can't get drunk anymore. How are we going to get a ring on him if he doesn't want it on there? That would be a nice prank, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll bite. How much is that? 45. It's out of my price range now. This dagger <laughs> has put me under. Would anyone like to go halvesies on the rope? I think that'd be pretty useful. Well, we have rope. How much was the rope again? 250. Some of the other things, so we don't have to do all of this in character. The Fenner Shin Guards of Grace add plus two to acrobatics, 200 gold. Diadem, Diadem, whoever Anna said it, of perceived innocence provides plus one to persuasion and deception rolls. Mm, I need it. That's 225 gold. Just kidding. <laughs> Growlin glue is just sovereign glue. It's glue that is permanent. Oh, shit. You need a specific item to get rid of it or a wish spell. Whoa. Whoa. That is 600 gold. Ooh. Oh. Was not expecting Good that. God. Umbrella of Featherfall allows you to cast Featherfall once per long rest. Quanto cuesto? 300 gold. Mm. A lot of these are like <laughs> just out of your price range. Uh, the identifying glass? That is a magnifying glass that allows you to use the identify spell three times a day. That's 100 gold. Okay. Okay, I think we could do a lot with this rope or maybe the identifying glass. I don't know if anyone else wants anything. I'm I'm down to go halvesies on the rope if anyone is uh, available. You did also mention you wanted the ice rink. Just just, just saying, uh, you know, could be useful. Yeah, I want the ice rink. This is basically a modified grease spell. Uh. Nice. <laughs> so it's 20 foot radius instead of a 20 foot square. So it's bigger. You have a range of throwing it of 30 feet. Deck save or they're knocked prone. People can walk across it with half movement speed. Uh, not do the deck save. Okay. Jet, you can't take your eyes off cinnamon. You look back over at the dog. The dog is now at its food bowl, laying down, <laughs> chomping away. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You again didn't see it move. Oh. Cauldron of needs more? Oh, that makes a yummy stew for you. It just always feels like there's like one ingredient missing. It just, it always feels like it just needs more. Oh, uh, Jesus. Okay. <sighs> and do you pay us to take that one or? <laughs> no, it's only 15 gold though, so it's not a lot. I have 172 gold left. I could contribute to something. I've got 188 myself. I will cover half the rope if anyone wants to do any part of the rest. Uh, I really want that umbrella. (laughs) Rope only costs like a gold. When are we going to need infinite rope? Right. You never know. 
When you're hanging off a cliff, Blueberry, you're going to be wishing that I had even more rope to save you. When I'm hanging off a cliff, I'd rather have an umbrella of Featherfall. Uh, you got me there. You know what? All right. I, I, maybe the never-ending rope was a bad idea. She tears off a little piece of paper, writes something down, and she tapes it to the wall. Uh, <laughs> what, what does it say? This one just says, never rope. <laughs> it's oh. right next to a couple more. There's one that just says pants with no pockets, but it's X'd out with the word evil underneath it. <laughs> there is one right underneath that that says pants with lots of pockets. It's crossed out. And then there's the one that says smell things far away, question mark. <laughs> there's another one that says finger extensions, question mark. Oh, my God. And then there's one right next to it that just in all caps says fried chicken alarm clock. I want that. <laughs> Sebastian, I'd rather contribute to you getting the diadem than the rope. Um, Yeah, that's a little bit cheaper, too. I think I could make some use out of that. I'll stay at the 150 if you guys want to help with the rest. I could add 50. Anyone want to toss 25 in there? Or if you buy one other thing, I'll take that 25 off. <sighs> That's called a bulk deal in the business. We can get oh. the teapot. <laughs> so we got the ice rink, we got the hat, we got the dagger. And I, I can throw 25 towards whatever you're doing. Or you could just get the teapot for 15. Jet, are you still sitting on the couch? Yeah. The dog's <laughs> next to you again. What? You did not feel it come up to the couch at all. What? Can you can you explain this dog to me? Oh, that's Flash. Fl- uh, Flash, okay. <laughs> what about him? Uh, I think you explained it enough. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty old. He doesn't move too fast. Too... too oh. What? you never seen a blink dog before? A blink dog? No. Please, go on. Blink and he's gone. <laughs> 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 wow. He used to be more active in his youth, but, you know, he's old. Just, you know, he's tired. Let him be. He likes right behind the right ear. Little scratch. Yeah, I'm gonna go right behind the right ear. You go right behind the right ear. The tail starts a little bit, and a second later, his back leg slowly does like a really big circle and like a thump onto the couch, and then slowly does another. Like he's so old that like it takes a long time for him to kick. Someone get the teapot for fifteen, and then that that'll. And then there's a savings. Yeah. 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 I'll. I'll grab the the teapot. Great. She hands over the teapot. She just wants 215 gold. Yep, I was doing 150. And I'll do 50. Yep, I just dropped 15. I do I do have a question though. Do you have any idea if we can get this here mitten off? We can't cut it off. It's like impenetrable to blades. Maybe it's cursed. I don't know. She flies over. Okay. Um Nope. Great. All right. Thanks a bunch, Fable. We appreciate your business. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, Great to see you. Great to see you, Z. He nods, says, do you mind if we camp up top in the clearing? And they have a conversation that it's fine. She's apologized that she doesn't have any guest rooms. All right, let's uh, set up camp and talk strategy, huh? What does Sebastian's diadem look like? So it's all black metal, traces along my hairline, and there's a dark black gem in the very center and whenever i use one of the upgraded skills the gem actually turns into like a dark red crimson 
So you guys head up and make a fire quick and set up tents. Zephyr closes the hatch down to fables. Zephyr takes care of the oxen, sits near the fire, and brings out a few maps he has drawn out and hands them to you so you can all take a look at them. All right, so here's exactly what I know about the prison. All right, so the prison is beneath the ground, but access to the underground is inside the Magistrate Tower in Elvrath. Here's the layout best drawn as I can from my memory, and I'm no artist, but it'll work. Getting down into the prison is going to be relatively hard. There's one way in and one way out. There is a single set of caves that can take us between floors. He points those out to you on the maps. Now, surprisingly, this isn't guarded all that well, and there's a reason for that. It used to be heavily guarded, but now it is less so because they've implemented a new security feature. Just above the first floor of the prison, below the ground floor of the tower, is a magical wall of some sort. Now, I'm not exactly sure what it's made of or how it's powered. From the information I've gathered, it's not going to be a problem for us. We can just walk right through it and suffer no ill effects. The problem is going to be retrieving your friend. The magistrate now injects all of their prisoners with some sort of marker. Changes something inside your body so that the wall acts like a physical barrier to them. If a prisoner somehow got out of their cell, made it to the cave system, tried getting up and out, they'd be stopped before ever reaching the surface because of that wall. We're going to need to get rid of it, but only when we have gotten your friend out of his cell. If we get rid of it on the way in, they'll try to fix it or go on full lockdown. Do you know what is making that wall? Or like where we should go to stop it? So, not exactly. But something like that, it would have to be in close proximity to the wall. If it was making such a powerful object. Apparently the wall never goes away. And that means it's not someone, but something that's keeping it up. If we can find that thing and destroy it, we should be able to at least momentarily get the barrier down. Problem is, if the thing is able to keep this wall going for that long, it's going to be guarded heavily and probably extremely resistant to anything we can throw at it. So, I don't know exactly how we're going to get rid of it. But, I think I have an idea. I think we should try and overflow it. Give it so much magic that it can't contain it anymore and the barrier can't hold. How can we give it more magic? Let me give you a rundown of the layout of the prison, and I can tell you my plan. There are four floors going downward into the ground. First floor has evidence room, barracks, officers' quarters, probably has an armory. I don't know. I've not been on that full floor. This is basically where the guards hang out when they aren't on shift. They even got like a rec room there. We won't have to worry about this area as long as we can sneak by it. At least not until we're leaving. This is where I'm pretty sure the thing we need to get rid of is probably on that floor because it's closest to the wall. Second floor is where your friend will be. This is where all the prisoners spend most of their time. Rehabilitation chambers, library, mess hall, exercise room, cell block, showers, everything is there. Third floor down is much, much different. It's called the yard. It's a spacious, open cavern in the ground where prisoners go to get social time. There is an illusory sun and sky to make the prisoners feel like they're outdoors, though it's pretty obvious when you take a close look at it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, try to make them feel like they're outside. 
And finally, the fourth floor. I've never been there. All I know is that's where they have the solitary cells. I've heard there's a vault there. I don't even know how to get access to that area, though. Hmm. Well, we're not looking for that, right? We don't, we don't need to go there at all unless your friend did something to get into solitary. If that happens, you might be on your own. Yeah, you're like pretty close with Kingsley. You think he'd do something like that? I mean, he can sometimes have a crazy side to him, but in a situation like this... As long as he's not hot-headed or physically attacking other prisoners, should be fine. I, I feel like in a situation like this, he would be too afraid to do anything. That's probably better for us. So listen, if we're going to surge the wall to where it's broken... Even for a short amount of time, we're going to need a lot of magic. Nothing any of you have, and especially nothing that you will be able to tap into down there. That's why we got to make a pit stop before we go get your friend. So I've been thinking, right? The yard. That illusion has got to be powered by something. It's always running. If I had to guess, just like this thing, and he points to the arcane battery that Fable gave you all, I'm assuming... It's a battery of sorts. Dormant magic put into it, and it's constantly feeding off of it. Once we grab that battery, the place is going to be on high alert with the illusion going down. Hopefully, we can find a good hiding spot and slip by the guards back into the cell block while they're investigating the yard, something. But that's going to be difficult since there's only one way up or down. After that, get your friend. He'll mostly be up in the cell blocks or the rehab center. Should be easy. We find him knock out any guards that are nearby, and get them upstairs as soon as possible. From there, we just got to use that arcane battery to break him out of whatever's keeping that magical wall up and get your friend out of the building. Now, if at this point we have alerted anyone, we go out guns blazing and just need to slow them down. We won't be going through the city either. Too many guards. Nearby is the Great Lift. Bring supplies to and from Elvarath without needing to bring carts of oxen up into the mountains like we were. If we can just get on one of those platforms, headed down to the base of the mountains, we can get away nice and easy. That's a lot to take in. <laughs> I know it's a lot. It's a big job you planned. I just want to make sure we are all aware of not starting a scene if we don't have to. Of course. Because I have ways of quietly doing things, hopefully putting some people to sleep first. We can charm people, stuff like that. Getting as far as we can before setting off any alarms. It's got to be like life or death. And then you said guns blazing. And we got to use peanuts and sassafras. Speaking of alarms, they got these uh, mushrooms. I know, it sounds weird. It sounds weird. I know. They're these little glass cases. There's one mushroom... It's always pumping out some spores or something. There's this other mushroom. I've only seen it happen once. Unruly prisoner just brought in. Ended up going into solitary after. Long story. One of these guards ran over to the thing. Pulled the glass container off. And all these spores dispersed. Guard fell asleep instantly. But that other mushroom started shrieking something crazy. Echoed throughout the whole place. So, uh. We don't want to let them get to any of those. Wait, there's multiple mushrooms? Like one of them's for sleeping, one of them's for shrieking? Yeah, so so in my eyes, I feel like, all right, so this one mushroom shrieks all the time. 
but the, the sleepy mushroom is keeping it sleep when it's in that glass container. Oh. But then if the glass, you know, gets moved, then all those spores go everywhere else. The other mushroom wakes up and starts yelling. Okay. Interesting. I don't know how helpful it will be, but I've been noticing that uh, this little homie kind of just like appears and reappears in different places. This is just a theory, but I think he can go invisible. I'm going to look at uh, Namora and uh, think about him going invisible. And he goes invisible. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, that's cool. And so, I don't know. He talks to me a little bit. I know y'all can't hear it, but maybe we, he could be good for like surveillance or something. Hide? Hide? Yeah. Yeah. He's, see, he's hiding. He wants to hide. I know where he is. So, like, I'll think about him coming out and he'll be. Uh, on top of Jet's head. Whoa. Jet, you feel it, you can't see it, and then he comes out of the invisibility. Why is everything in this place just appearing out of nowhere? Hey, this one can help us, right? I have a spell I can prepare for locate object. I don't know if that'll help us find Kingsley, because they've probably taken everything off of him. Yeah, probably nothing but his clothes. He does have that T-ball shirt. He's always wearing that same shirt. I don't think clothing would count. Also, like I said, I think getting to him is going to be relatively easy. Okay. I mean, we might even be able to run into him in the yard. Would it be helpful to have that prepared? Is there any other object we would want to be able to locate? Without knowing what the battery's made of, I got nothing. Okay. All right, one more thing. On our way out, we're probably going to have to run to the lift. If not, great. can come back here chill with fable for the night the great lift is controlled from the base of the mountains the city itself uses a system of bright fires that they shoot into the air and they explode and that's how they signal the base camp so that they know when to move the platform back to the base we get on the platform send one of those fires up and destroy all the others or take them with us so that they cannot signal anymore we're home free it takes too long to get down there to have anybody there to grab us you know two days journey around the mountains to get down and it's only going to take us about a half hour an hour to get back down to the base camp on that platform once we get down there we just got to pretend like oh we don't know what's going on and walk away from all the workers at the base they might have some questions or a few guards but it's much better than having all the magistrate on our tail true that's dope also uh totally called it by the way xander yeah you thinking what i'm thinking you know it, baby. All right, come on. I need to know. You guys can't be making plans without me. Like, this is a trust thing. I need to know what you're talking about. Oh, we just have some berries that make us fall real slow. We could just jump off and just have some fun. That's all. <laughs> oh, that sounds kind of dangerous. <laughs> well, they make you go slow. So, like, we could jump off at any time. Like, we could even use it for everybody, too. Like, I could give it to Jet, and he could, like, carry you, and, like, I could go on his back. And then we could all go down. Let's let's get on the lift, and if we can't get the signal off or something, uh, uh, you guys have fun jumping. I'll take my prison sentence. Works for me. All right. We will uh, camp here for the night, and this all happens tomorrow. Get some rest. Do I need, like, a piece of the earth to bring with me for it to keep my magic up? Yeah, I think that's important, just in case. Plenty of flowers over here. Just don't pull that one. And he points to the one that he pulled earlier. <laughs> I want to look for a very pretty flower. Do you have a particular type of flower you want? Um, I want, like, a pink tulip. 
Ooh. There's a nice pink tulip. It's got like a light dusting of snow on it. I'm carefully getting like all of the, yeah, all the roots and some of the dirt from around it and put it like in an empty vial on my belt. You guys head to sleep once again, unless there's anything else you want to talk about that night. Peanuts and sassafras. Yeah, yeah. What is that? What is that? It's like a safe word. Like uh, if someone, someone starts panicking uh, or they hit a moment where they're like, oh, no, I can't do this. They say uh, peanuts. The response is sassafras to like ensure that everyone knows, okay, it's go time. So if uh, Jet can't hide behind something, guard sees him, comes over, he says peanuts, we get behind the guard and stab him. But you have to say sassafras first, and we all have to say sassafras. Can the sassafras be during the, the, the stab? <laughs> no, it, it has to be in unison beforehand, so we all uh, agree on sassafras. But that just gives away your positioning. I, I mean, yeah, I think it's more of just like a like a say and response thing, okay, right? You, like, you guys do some peanuts and sassafras. I'll I'll just look for context clues, okay? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that sounds good. He lays down for the night. The rest of you take your washes. You awaken to some light snow falling from the sky. Nothing blurring your vision or anything. Just enough to leave a very light coating on everything around you. Zephyr is up and has grabbed all of his things. We're going on foot from here. Grab everything you need because uh, anything on the left on the cart isn't ours anymore. Okay? Won't have time to make a stop on the way back. Everything you need. Okay? Got it. Okay. All right. Xander. Pocket. Nine. It's a nice, flat, smooth rock. Perfect for skipping. Nice. Satisfying. So satisfying. Zephyr continues down the road towards Elvarath, this time on foot. The road here is slippery with a thin layer of snow. You walk for about three miles further into the mountains. Steep cliffs on either side at times, though the road is never too thin, where you feel in danger of slipping off. Eventually, you see ahead of you the gates of Elvarath. Two large stone doors sit open against the mountains that flank either side. Guards stand atop the gate looking down, as well as there is a set of dwarven guards standing at the gate. One of the dwarves looks up at you all. Hey, business. Uh, pleasure. Okay. Um, normally people go to, like, uh, high and stuff for that. I mean, we do have some brothels, if that's what you're looking for. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're just, we're coming for a good time. We're, we're in the area. Thought we'd pop in. You got any coin? Yes. Show me something. We got to make sure you're actually going to be paying tourists. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'll pull out my, my gold. Oh, yeah. Um, enjoy. He points down a road. He goes, Ellis's Sanctum of Skin has got plenty of room left for the night. Nice and cheap over there. Down that street, long building on the left. Uh, thanks, man. Good looks. You enter Elvarath. It is very obvious you are still in the mountains here. Many buildings you see have been created with large foundations to make sure they are flat on all sides. There are sharp mountainous areas, so the walls to the city are few and far between, using the mountain's natural shape as a defense. There are also doors on almost all of these mountains. It looks like buildings on the outskirts have been dug into the rock to have extra space. 
Most of the buildings around you are made of normal gray stone. Many have spruce accents and roofs. Most buildings here are only a floor or two tall other than the castle, which resides on the southern edge of the city overlooking the Great Lift, high up on one of the mountains. The only other building that towers above the rest is very close to the center of the city. A large tower made of darker stone. It is almost black stone. Has large red banners flanking these towering windows. The banners have an eye with a flame atop its lid. And for today, that's a wrap. Ah! Oh god, it's happening. This next one's gonna be hype. Oh no. It's gonna go perfectly smoothly without a hitch. No issues. Well, um, if you guys wanna see if it's gonna go perfectly without a hitch, join us two weeks from now for the next episode. But you can join us in one week over on our Patreon for some behind-the-scenes content where we can talk about all the stupid items that they bought or didn't buy and some other stuff, I guess. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Does Xander use streetwear branded condoms? (laughs) Please hold. (laughs) There's got to be, right? They have like Gucci ones. I was thinking more that that sounds more like like a Supreme type thing. Yeah, I don't think Gucci would do that, but like Supreme. Supreme has to have them. H&M is not a freaking good (laughs) designer brand. H&M has condoms? No. (laughs) They did a Moschino X H&M condom shaped jewelry and bags. Anyway, he does the Alexander Wang X Trojan Protect Your Wang condoms. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Love it. (laughs) Whatever those look like, that is what you pulled out of your pocket, though it is expired. He did want to go for the Louis Vuitton, but he only managed to get one pack, so he doesn't actually use them. They're just sitting on a shelf. <laughs> as, as decoration. <laughs> um, also, real talk. The way that we're talking about dreams right now and all the things that Anna just listed as like, you can't do these in dreams. I 100% had a dream where I did like half of those things like last week. So oh something is not right. I'm breaking out of the simulation. You specifically looked in a mirror, flipped the light switch. like Yeah, because like, well, okay, so my bedroom has a mirror on the door that's right next to a light switch. And I had a dream about my room where someone was in here. And I was like, what's going on? Who's doing something? And I like woke up in the dream looked up my friend was over at my desk like doing something but i was like who the hell is that so i got up walked over to the to the light switch turned on the light switch looked in the mirror and it was still me but like i looked over and was like why are you here what is going on he's like we're in college we're roommates i was like since when he's like since like 83 and i'm like what year is it jesus christ (laughs) and he's like it's 1985 are you okay and I like walked downstairs. It was still light out or sorry. It was still my house, but it was in a different area completely. So it's just like, I don't know. Dreams are weird, man. Petey, you remind me a lot of pebbles, you know, small and loyal, but like made of metal. Man, I miss pebbles. There's so much about home that I just can't stop thinking about. It's the little things that you miss the most. Like St. E. Love blowing up my phone every morning to get our morning coffee together before shoots, 
because I always slept in. Or Eric 5 treating me to our afternoon snack at our favorite cafe when I finally get my break. Or even Jesk Fire's personal training sessions. They always kept me in shape for any film I needed and we got along so well. I hope they're all doing okay. Do you think Sean de Jesus is thinking about me at all? I was supposed to meet him for drinks the weekend after filming ended. I hope he understands. And Ebab Flow? Ugh, I hope I can make it back for his bachelor party. It was going to be such a blast. Well, thanks for listening, Petey. You're, you're alright. Maybe we'll make it back and pass out soon.